0: I want to go into sleep when I grow up. Don't that. So, do we have a deal? Hey man, did you get the? Hello and welcome back to another episode of the S Word podcast where we aim to provide you with the ideas that you can use to turn your role as a salesperson from being just another job into a tool for personal growth, increase your sales and on the way we hope to break down the taboos around selling being this manipulative act. This week we have a short solo episode and on these short ones I share with you a question or a challenge that has helped me sell better and that you can engage in as well. And in the longer interview episodes that happen every other week and alternate with these shorter ones, I interview some of the best salespeople in my network to dissect the connection between their sales journey and personal growth, and we dive deeper on the topics that we open up on these shorter episodes. And so the challenge that has fascinated me and that I'm excited to share with you today is for you to start selling your friends, family members, coworkers, anyone around you on small little passions or activities or ideas that you have as a way to improve your sales skills at your current role today, and also increase your ability to succeed in the future. So in this episode, we really want to focus on being a salesperson versus just doing sales when we're at our nine-to-five job. And we want to transfer our sales skills to our own ideas and passions. So what do I mean by that? Well, a salesperson is in its essence a problem solver and a catalyst for change. You are there to create a win-win-win situation between yourself, your prospect, and your company. So you're guiding another person towards making a decision about a product or service they may benefit from, which also benefits you in the form of your commission and your company in the form of revenue. So let's take a look at some of the skills you learn when you go do sales for a while. Well, number one is that you learn In this process, how to effectively lead conversations down a path that leads your prospect to make a decision or take an action. You're learning, number two, you're learning how to handle objections that your prospect may have to buying your product or service. Or put in other words, you're learning how to solve problems for people that seemingly prevent them from taking an action or making a decision. Number three. You're learning how to understand what another person values, and this is key. Different human beings value different things about the same product. The reason I choose to buy a Porsche 911, for example, might be totally different from why you would buy it, and if I don't speak to you in your language or the way you see value, then you're not going to care. So we sometimes call this a customer's hot button in sales, as you might be aware of. So then if we look at the bigger picture here, we're learning essentially how to make a potentially foreign idea or object relatable and palatable to someone else by being able to speak to them in a way that is valuable to them. And number four, you're learning persistence. So you're understanding that not everyone is ready to nor is it the right fit for them to come on board with your product or your service. And you're learning how to talk with 10 or even 100 people so that one of them may potentially be a good fit for whatever it is that you're offering. So these are all amazing skills. Now, what would happen if we started applying all these skills to our everyday life with our friends and coworkers? And I'm not talking about going out and selling all your family members the same product that you sell at work and starting to pitch them on how great your vacuum cleaner is or your life insurance or whatever else your product may be. I'm talking about selling your ideas and passions to people around you. See, because each of us are unique individuals and we each might have a couple things we find to be super awesome that are not gonna be part of the mainstream and that everyone around us may be into. So you may be really into say Formula One racing or heavy metal rock and roll music or playing Nintendo, or whatever else, and maybe none of our, your other friends are into it. Or maybe you love eating spaghettis, but you and your co-workers are always going for burgers on the weekends. Well, let's just use this example of, let's say you want to take your friend to go to a heavy metal rock concert with you. That's something that you're into, but your friend isn't. What okay. would you have to do? Well, you'd have to go through a similar process as the same thing you do at your work. You'd have to ask yourself why you love heavy metal rock music so much. Maybe it's the fact that you love electric guitar since you play guitar too. Maybe it's the aggressive nature of the music that makes you come alive. Whatever it is, because that is what is going to fuel your ability to talk passionately about it to your friend. But you also have to figure out why your friend would find value in a rock concert. Maybe your friend's only taste in music is R&B and hip-hop, but you know he's a big fan of action movies with Tom Cruise. So you can maybe liken it to watching an action movie because of the amount of intensity that a heavy metal concert has. See, so you're relating it to his reality in order to help him see the value in a way that he understands it. Then... As a part of the process of building the value, maybe you show him a few YouTube videos of a heavy metal rock concert first. Maybe you show him photos of you at the last concert having a ton of fun and showing him that he'll have that much fun with you this year too. Then, just like any other sale, for sure there'll be objections from his side, which if you're a smart salesperson, you will do your best to anticipate and figure out how to solve it. And just like any other sales conversation, you'll get either a yes, a no, or a maybe. Now, why am I suggesting that you make the effort and make a habit out of initiating these win-win situations between yourself and your friends, family members, and coworkers? For two reasons. Number one is that it helps you become a better salesperson at your current role because it puts you in momentum with selling and sharpens your ability to sell. So making a habit out of selling your friends on attending a concert with you, or going on a group road trip, or movie, or whatever else it may be, makes it so that selling becomes a part of who you are. You get into momentum with figuring out what someone else values, what you have to offer, how to solve their issues with taking action on your offer, and making it a win-win. So your brain is tuning up for that activity. And it's much sharper than your coworker who doesn't intentionally practice these skills outside of work and only uses those brain muscles on the same routine product with the same routine benefits day in and day out. The second reason to get into the habit of becoming a salesperson in your everyday life is that it teaches you the difference between selling someone else's product and selling your own idea, which this is an essential skill you need to master if you want to advance your career. See, as a salesperson, you may have aspirations to someday sell your own product, idea, or vision and become an entrepreneur, or you may be looking to rise up in the ranks within your current company or another company and have a say in how the organization is run and implement your ideas, which would be called entrepreneurship. Either way, down your career path, you need to know how to sell and implement your own ideas. Selling your own idea or vision to others can be in many regards similar to selling a product or service like you're doing right now, but there's two main differences that are worth mentioning. Number one is the ego. So when you're selling your company's product to a customer, you're used to people saying no as part of the job and you're almost desensitized to it. So you might think that you have just gotten immune to rejection because of your sales role. But there is a certain degree of distance and detachment that you have from the product you sell because A, it's not your name on the product, it's someone else's name. And B, you're not responsible for developing the product. So if a customer has a bad experience with the company's product, you're able to rationalize the customer's bad experience under the fact that it wasn't you who made the product or delivered the service. It was someone else on another team in your company. But when it's your product idea or vision that you're selling, you are responsible not just for the sale of the idea but also the delivery and implementation of your vision or idea and it's your name on the line so your ego will be on the line with each rejection and bad experience and the second reason why selling your own vision or idea is different than selling someone else's product is that when you're selling a product or service for another company You're trained on what the value proposition and benefits of your product is, what the common objections are and how to handle them, the various kinds of prospects that you tend to encounter and what they each tend to value in your product or your service. And on top of that, you're also likely to be in an environment where other people are doing the same job with you. So you can compare notes, Go learn from the top salesperson and generally have the ropes shown to you. But when you're selling your own idea or vision, you don't have access to any of that. And you have to figure out all of that for yourself. You have to figure out what other people value about your vision through trial and error, what people's objections are, and how to make your idea win-win. So by starting small and making a habit out of initiating, selling, and delivering on your ideas or passions with small things like how to make a heavy metal rock concert, which is your favorite type of music, a win-win for you and your friend. You essentially decondition your mind from only being able to sell someone else's product where all the benefits are given to you and you have that big support network around it and you build up the courage to have your own ideas stand the test of the marketplace, which will then transfer over nicely when you want to sell your own ideas as an entrepreneur or as an entrepreneur within an organization. So once again, if you're someone that wants to increase your sales in the short term by living the values of a salesperson, and also set yourself up for future success by learning to deal with the unique challenges of selling your own ideas, I invite you to think of something unique that you find incredibly awesome, but is maybe not very mainstream and sell your friends on taking part in that activity with you. All right. So that is your challenge for this week. And if you resonated with this week's episode next Tuesday, we're going to be talking to James Cohen, a man who's done both traditional sales like cold calling and door to door. But more importantly, he has been selling and implementing his vision to help end the world's water crisis through his huge charity parties. So James Cohen is the founder of PartyWell, which is an organization that organizes huge dance parties and donates 100% of their proceeds from these parties towards charities that work on clean water projects around the world. So we examine how James integrated sales, with his passion for organizing parties to raise over $70,000 for charity and have over 100 people volunteer for his cause for free over the past four years. And once again, as always, thank you so much for being here and taking part in this podcast with me. And I would love to hear what you think about this episode, so leave me a comment and let me know. And if you're enjoying this type of content being released from this podcast, then go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button so you receive an episode each Tuesday on your feed. All right, it's Rod signing out. And until next time, take care.